Hey guys, Aaron from Shame Watch coming at you. Just wanted to give you a little heads up of what's going on. So on December 14th, 2019, we started at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time of our Star Wars Movie Marathon. This included the prequels, the originals, and the side stories, and the new trilogies all at once. We started at 8 a.m. and ended at 9 a.m. the next morning. After that, we decided to record an episode because, you know, it's us. So, enjoy this, and happy Star Wars. Welcome to Shame Watch Nights, a guilt-free dive into uh, whatever we want to talk about, guys. Welcome Shame to Shame Watch Nights, a privilege into whatever we want to talk about, guys. So, uh, yeah, uh, James isn't here, but you know who is? Kenny. Howdy, hey. The context. Uh, <gasps> sorry. Madison. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut in early. I, I thought usually... It, it's Shane Watch, Watch Nights, baby. Sure. Hello, my name is Kenny, uh, uh, ch- chief archivist of FlatFilms.com. It's, I guess, it's hard to put words together at this moment in time. You seem tired. You're tired. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm Aaron Salinas, editor, guy, person here at Shane Watch Studios. Right. And no, we're not going right. We're Sorry. going left You're because right. yeah. If I go my right, we go back to you. Absolutely. We got to build a scene. That's yeah, what yeah, podcasters yeah. do. To my left, we're going, and that is... It's your boy, Big Daddy Hour, here coming at you hot. There, there we go. At 9.30 in the morning, shame watch nights during the day. Oh my God. Hot, hot, hot accounting action. <laughs> <laughs> and to his left is... Hey, Tate. Whoa, everything okay? I'm good. All right. Hey, Tate Chitwood. Uh... Star Wars fan. Yeah. Yeah. Tate, this is your first. It uh, is. Yeah? My yeah. first time on the pod. Welcome. Long Thanks, for, long Thanks time for having fan. me. Long time fan. Long time fan. First episode I listened to, I think, was the Sandler Marathon. Sorry. One of the first ones. That was, that, no, that was a good mini. Those were good. Those yeah, were, those, those that was a good little mini series that it, we it, did. Yeah. And I, the I, one with Mason. Which one was he on? That funny was a people. funny people. Funny people. That was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. We got emotional on that one. It's coarse and gets everywhere. But I do like layers. I get it because it's Sandler. Hey, guys. And to his left is... (laughs) Both. I'm on both of the microphones. (laughs) All right. Uh, Mamma mia! It's going to be a nightmare to edit. (laughs) Mia, talk. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so sorry. I can't stop laughing. All right, that's me. Uh, hey. Kenny, what are we doing? Today? Wait, no, okay. I'm Mancisco. Um, I do stuff in town, and I like Star Wars. I always have. I'm so excited for episode nine, The Last Jedi Rules. Wow. Uh, I have no idea why you brought up Star Wars. Today and we're talking about Spy Kids. That's right. Oh, shit. <laughs> we watched the wrong franchise. 
Not again. Uh, so if you're wondering why we're just a little bit more casual and loosier and gigglier and a little bit goosey, <laughs> I could not be more goosier if I tried. It's, oh man, it's so not far off. Right I'm sitting on a golden. Uh, for folks that aren't uh, subscribers to our Patreon feed, uh, we do these episodes of Shame Watch Nights where we uh, get together with as what seems like as many of our friends as possible and just marathon an entire franchise all in one oh, sitting. Uh, last month was Back to the Future. The month before was Twilight. Oh, and we've done the Marvel franchise. And this month, to celebrate the impending release of Rise of Skywalker, which whenever this drops, uh, it should be today, uh, we've decided to come out from behind the paywall and share with you all our experience of sitting down uh, starting Saturday, December 14th, at 8 a.m. and finishing Sunday, December 15th at, what, 20 minutes ago? Yeah. Because we have just watched literally all of the theatrical Star Wars films in one sitting. Uh-huh. And it's important that you yeah. said theatrical Star Wars films because that's going to include a film that not a people remember uh, had a theatrical release. Uh, that's absolutely right, Aaron. And uh, what a wonderful contribution that you just brought to the podcast. Uh, I'm... Tired. Sure, we're we're all absolutely exhausted. Uh, I I have literally gotten no sleep since. Well, I I woke up six thirty yesterday morning, and I tried to take a nap uh, during our uh, hour and a half hiatus uh, because we were running ahead of schedule, and folks were uh, we were waiting for folks to arrive, so uh, we we just tried to take a break and take a nap. Was unable to. Yeah. That's unfortunate. If that ever happens again, there's a guest bedroom right there. You guys need a... What? Yeah. I've told people that yeah. several I times. Heard, I heard yeah. you say that. Tate knows. This yeah. is his first time here. Sure. I, I crashed there well, during the last marathon. that's good to know. God, the prequels blow. The prequels are so... There's no reason to Hold watch on. the fucking prequels. We're, we're, get, we're setting contact. Sure. There's a guest <laughs> bedroom. Keep going, Kenny. Uh, so you, you might be wondering uh, what order we just watched the Star Wars movies in. Here was the order in case you get the foolhardy idea to do the exact same marathon that we did. Uh, the order we watched these was in the chronological Star Wars universe order, which is episode one, episode two, the Clone Wars theatrical film, no uh, episode three, Solo, Rogue One, and then four, five, six, seven, eight. And nine we will watch thir- on release. Yes. Um. Oh God. Okay, let's just go around the room and just real quick say how we feel. I'm tired, but I'm glad we did this. I think this is important. I think everybody should do it at least once a month. Um, you should watch <laughs> all the Star Wars movies <laughs> in one sitting, at least once a month. It, it, it just makes it feel like a proud American. Um, but I, in all honesty, I'm tired. But and I did have to dip in and out. I probably had about ten hours of sleep the past three days. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a little, I'm a little beat. But all in all. These are movies, so I I, I think That's it's true. important that they're watched. Um, I'm gonna do a hot take right now and say there's a lot of okay, <laughs> there's some great, and just as many great there is, there's a bad. <laughs> there uh, might be more bad than great. Now that I'm thinking about it, I but I still love Star Wars. I'm gonna say that I'm. Super tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Can you I get a little context of why you're tired. Because uh, I've been up since like. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, okay, here's 
here's here's my judgment. Don't ever watch the prequels. Like, there's literally no like yep. there, you don't get anything. All it does is make you hate yourself for how many hours is it? Like eight, nine hours. Uh, just the prequels alone are probably six and a half to seven hours. Can, can I also say that it spoils some things that are very, very fun to discover in the originals? Yeah, like yeah. episode four, five, six, seven, eight, and Rogue One are the only movies you should watch. Amen, brother. Wow. If you well, start with if wow. you start with Rogue One and then watch four, five, six, seven, eight, and then nine. You will have a good experience. Well, we if don't you know watch yet. the prequels, yeah. I mean, you will hate yourself because it ruins everything that comes after it. That's a valid opinion. I, <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to disagree with it. Calm down, Tate. I, I passed the I torch. Will not calm down, Kenny. Sure. Um, please, please put the torch down. You gotta, no. you gotta quit yelling, this is my dude. Torch. <laughs> I bring it to all Star Wars discussions. <laughs> Um, I feel pretty good right now because I slept a fair amount during this. <laughs> <laughs> I slept, I think, all the way through. Uh, uh, I don't know, a couple of the movies. Uh, I think you the slept, last two originals. Uh, you maybe? slept a lot through Force Awakens. I slept and a lot I, through oh. Force Awakens and Soul, the end of Solo. I think. Yeah. Um, wow. But you've been a trooper here too. You've been here. Yeah, yeah. Since the get go. Yeah, I came early, stayed late. Um, no, I, it's, I've realized in this experience watching them all with a bunch of different, bunch of people, uh, that, uh, it's hard for me to separate, I think my like nostalgia for these movies, even the, mm. the bad ones, like the prequels. Yeah. They're bad. Like yeah. I, yeah. they're totally bad, but I still have a great time watching them. Well, at one point we all shared our original ex- encounters with Star Wars. Oh, did we? I think, yeah. I think, yeah. I think it was uh, maybe like three or four of us. Yeah. At, at the time, did you not share your experience, Tate? I don't think I was here for that. I might have been gone or asleep or something. Yeah, I might. Know. Yeah. Sure. Were you a prequel baby or an original trilogy baby? Uh, well, oh, great question. I great question. That that is a good question. Yeah, it's um, a great question. I the first time I ever saw a Star Wars movie was Star Wars: The Motion Picture. Uh, on it was, <laughs> which number is that? That's episode four. But you said it was released. It was the one you saw first. Well, but I saw it on TV. Just I like turned on my TV as a kid. I was four years old and turned on my TV and didn't know what it was. And it this was order the makes no sense. I know. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I'll go. Um, uh, thank you so much for coming, Tate. Please don't me. don't ever come back. <laughs> no, but I turned it on. And it was the scene where they're all gearing up for the big Death Star run. And Han is saying his goodbyes and taking his money, and I didn't know what the heck it was, and, but I fell in love with it right away, and then became a huge Star Wars fan from then, and then I saw, yeah, um, I was seven when Episode One came out, so I was right in that sweet spot. Oh for the prequels. man, yeah, yeah, you man. were totally into that trade oh. dispute. But real talk, yeah. what a way to start the series, like right into the the Death Star yeah. run. Yeah, and I don't. Man. The funny thing is, I don't even remember watching the Death Star, and I just remember watching the scene where Han and Luke are saying goodbye to each other. Like that was the part that really hooked me. In. That's like one of the that's yeah. the most epic part of the film. Yeah. And wow. Yeah, yeah. Tate looked at the TV and went, "Whoa, there's Jack Ryan. What's he doing being so young?" <laughs> Yeah, it was a big, big Tom Clancy head as a Huge. 
huge clamps head. Well, there was a clearant present danger, <laughs> and they were playing some Patriot games. Rainbow Six. That that's a game. It is Tom a game. Clancy. Yeah, that's all I know. I was naming Jack Ryan films that um, Harrison Ford was in. Some oh. of well, look, uh, Ira, you don't have player. to be a shadow recruit for other ideas about Jack Ryan. Wasn't that what's his butt, Steve Trevor? <laughs> what's his butt? Yeah, Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh. Look, uh, I don't want to deal with the fallout from that's, this conversation. That's Mission Impossible. Oh man, man. <laughs> don't even Ghost Protocol me. No, no. Let's let's. <laughs> that was a stretch because it's Call at the no. end of Protocol. So that's <laughs> no. <laughs> Mia, <laughs> how am I feeling? This is a Mission oh. Impossible too. Oh boy, leave, <laughs> just leave. <laughs> Mia, how you feeling? How am I feeling? I'm feeling good. Um, I'm very, 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 very tired. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I do feel a little bit delusional, and in that delusion, I discovered. Oh my god, The Last Jedi is a great movie. I also am officially coming out as bisexual because there's so many cute guys <laughs> in these Star Wars movies that I feel like I can no longer identify as a lesbian. Like, I just got to speak my truth. And my truth is, Kylo Ren is a sexy motherfucker. Well, it's so, great that we came out from behind the paywall as well. So, yeah. so too. So. Is your revelation. Thank you. Now that She's bihuxual. Discovered. Wow. Uh, my new sexuality, my new favorite movie. I feel fantastic. Uh, what else was I going to say? I think we're just going around saying how we, we felt about the movie. How I feel? Oh, I really like those movies. Uh, I'm going to add a little bit of my own perspective here. I think I'm the only person in this room who grew, who was like a episode six seven eight nine baby because like i was born after the prequels like i never had to like experience that like nostalgia factor that some millennials have to experience you were too young to really remember the prequels exactly you were you were were out you were in the world yes uh but yeah not yeah it was just it was what what was going on then uh, her the, force had yet to been she was busy I was being born in 2001 I was born in 2001 yeah, so uh, not much anyways <laughs> not much um stop it was a year after Y2K that's all I can think about um, yeah that's a good point uh, uh, and we all really like Rudy Giuliani for some reason anyways and Mia, uh, the uh, Bulls run was over we're trying to figure out what to so, do with Michael Jordan that was about it so your first uh, real exposure to the Star Wars franchise was uh, Force Awakens yes baby wow, and it was a great introduction I I am so I love them I love the new trilogy so much i love the newer movies i get so high off of them oh my god they're so good oh wow i'm bye guys <laughs> hold, hold on we need to celebrate that we need yes congratulations we love you we accept you what are y'all what are y'all singing what? what is that a mission impossible song yeah that's from the latest mission impossible movie. Oh, that's mission right. impossible rogue one 
Uh, Aaron, <laughs> a spy kid story. Uh, Aaron, what was your first exposure with Star Wars? Um, so my mom, with a lot of nerdy things like Blade and stuff like that. Oh my um, God. You mean my La mom? Day. Your first movie ever was Blade. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is the one who introduced me to to Star Wars, and uh, I was five when Episode One came out. Mm. So I was kind of on that bubble, yeah. like. I was gonna go because my parents were into it. Yeah, like that—that's what I was into. It's not that I saw it on TV and was like, "Oh, I gotta go." It was just gonna be the thing. So, my mom took me, um, and I had watched the originals. Kind of confused me a little bit. Wasn't sure who the bad guys were, who the good guys were. Sure. And then I saw Attack of the Clones. Really confused me because I don't really understand story as a seven-year-old. Well, also the story of that movie is incomprehensible. Yeah, it's fair, but. Yeah, um, and I I fell for the traps. Um, you know, there's oh, yeah. there's lasers and Yoda's jumping around real cool, that's so great. that's that's great. And it's um, nothing is really uh, sitting still for too long. Um, uh, there's a lot of Fifth Element vibes to it with the city. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it there was a lot for me to take in. And I don't remember a damn thing about any of the prequels, really. Um, It's just that it's really fast. Um, um, McGregor. Great. Yeah. Great guy. Um, Solid. Yeah. Um, But outside of that, uh, uh, Baby Anakin was weak. I think I identified that as a five-year-old. Yeah, you could have definitely taken him. Yeah. I I definitely (laughs) was sizing him up, and I was like, we meet on the yard. It's over. Um, and my mom was like, "Why are you saying that? We're in we're in a theater." Um, but yeah, he used the chosen one, the chosen one for me to beat him down. Yeah, for, for gonna take that juice box. You just watch out, punk. But yeah, um, couldn't really tell you anything else. Um, and I do vaguely remember watching Clone Wars after school every now and again. Yeah, because it was st- it was it. Would, I think it originally came out what two thousand six. Well, uh, there was the two D Clone Wars show. That ran for three seasons, uh, on on Cartoon Network. I think uh, two thousand four, or like two thousand three to two thousand five. Yeah, so I would have been ten. So that would have been yeah. prime. Uh, which to ultra clarify, we do not watch those because those were never released theatrically. Right. Thank God. Uh, even though those things are great and so much better than uh, well the prequels put together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that was my thing. So yeah, thanks, mom. Um, she she's the one who introduces me to a lot of the, the franchises and nerdy dumbs. Um, but yeah, Ira, what was your original? Honestly, I don't remember. I do remember that I watched Spaceballs way before I was ever interested in Star Wars. <laughs> I'll take that. That's a pretty yeah, damn decent yeah. answer. Yeah, like I watched Spaceballs when I was a kid, and then I watched Star Wars probably when I was like. 11 12 ish okay just because it was like on tv i guess i think the first time i ever saw star wars in its entirety was when the special editions came out yeah and my parents were like we're gonna go see those in the theater and then it was all like cg bullshit yeah and it sucked kind of want your parents to be like real aggressive with it like get in the fucking car ira (laughs) get in the car we're going to see these I mean, that's kind of how we did things in my house. Perfect. That's oh gosh, <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Um, <laughs> but uh, the prequels okay. are bad. I knew the prequels were bad when I was a kid too. Are we just gonna jump into it? 
Uh, has has everyone traded their sword? I, I got a quick anecdote about that. So my mom, uh, so she was like in high school when nice. Star Wars came out. Thank you. Um, go my mom. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And, uh, then, and, and go Aaron's mom for introducing him to Star Wars too. Yeah. And every other parent who introduced their kid to Star Wars, congratulations. I just want to say these claps are so weak. Like, All right. So. We've been <laughs> up for 27 hours. Yeah. So, uh, so my mom. <laughs> Sorry. My mom got in the start. I feel like I'm being silent. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Um, so my mom got into Star Wars when she was in high school, and then my brother was like, <laughs> eight. He's all those he things. He was like eight when the prequels came out, and he was like a diehard fan of the prequels because he like grew up with them, right? Um, and they were like such a diehard Star Wars family, mm-hmm. and they were like, you should watch Star Wars. And my brother was like, yes. And he turned on the prequels for me. And I was like nine. And I was like, oh, this is bad. Uh, I just like knew in my gut. I was like, this is not good. Um, So I hated Star Wars for like another two years. And then my mom was like, no, 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 no. You started with the wrong ones. Watch the originals. And I was immediately like, oh, bitch. Like, this is good. Like, oh, wow. And then I was so excited when the new trilogy came out. So that's. That's my anecdote. I really hope Prequel your mom side. like coddled you, like whenever she learned that you've only seen the prequels, and she's like, "Oh, honey, no!" And she just like runs. She's like, "I'm so sorry. This is not where you start." Yeah, like, I mean, she was she was really disappointed in my brother. She's like, "You Star Wars, the prequels, like this is why she's going to college and you're not." You know, <laughs> she he's just getting ungrounded. Well, how else? In his you, pen years. Yeah. How else are you supposed to start? You got to start with the first. No, one. you. No. you start with the original. Originals, you can do it by release order. You really can because I mean, no. that's what older people do, right? No, they they watch it with, with the release order. No, and you should do it in the release order. Yeah, it, in life in general, yes, you should absolutely do it in release order. But, but for it, our purposes, I think chronological was a good a good way to go. So, Kenny, kind of explain why we did it in the re- the way we did it because there was there was purpose. The prequels sure. are worthless. Uh, the prequels <laughs> are worthless, but uh, we'll get there. I was also trying to be considerate because many of our friends aren't free until later uh, in in the night. So what happened is I, because we're also completists here, uh, I decided to schedule the marathon starting at 8 a.m. Because what we've done in the past is start things at 6 p.m. and suddenly we're just checked out by 1 or 2 a.m. as opposed to actually getting a full day of this stuff. So by the time that 8 p.m. is there, hopefully a marathon could be finished. But not as the case for this Star Wars marathon. So we watched all the bad movies first so uh, ostensibly our friends could show up whenever the good movies started. And, well, yeah, that's exactly what happened. We started Star Wars at 10.30, I believe, uh, 10.30 p.m., uh, yeah, a little shy of that. And I I think we were at our most packed in terms of the house around that time. Yeah. Uh, if not a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the movies are great after that. And uh, additionally, uh, we're a surprisingly chatty group uh, today, uh, probably yeah. because the prequels are not fun to watch. Uh, we'll 
talk through the movies in a, in a minute, but just to talk about the whole experience, I don't. I, I would probably be a lot more exhausted if it wasn't just for the steady stream of conversations yeah. that were going on. I don't know how, if I would have been able to make it through The Last Jedi, uh, which is a movie that I love, uh, but also, again, running on 24 hours sleep, or not 12, I wish, 24 hours sleep, 24 hours of being awake, and any time that I would blink my eyes for a little bit too long, I would just... Miss 10 minutes of the movie. Uh, not quite. I was able to stay awake and get, uh, by this time, maybe a third or fourth wind. Uh, but it's it's really nice to find a tribe of people that will be willing to do this crazy experiment. I just want to say this. I might be very sleep deprived, but having a conversation with y'all while watching some of my favorite movies created for a very, very lovely lovely memory yeah that when i get enough sleep tomorrow i'm like what wicked you know yeah, i did that it was a blast yeah marvel movie marathon is still a very positive experience in my life even though it was miserable 48 hours of movies yeah and it's just gotten bigger since then so yeah, it it, it'll be terrible yeah. yeah um but yeah i think you know we all deserve a pat on the back kenny i think you basically saw everything right i mean yeah. some people took small naps here and there some people had to duck out but but kenny pat yourself on the back true completist checking in on everybody um but all in all let's just jump into it yeah. um and this chapter of the uh pod is going to be called uh episode one through three these sucked okay so you just want you want to talk about all of them together just let's let's chunk it up prequels That's well uh we gotta gr- clump it together with one two clone wars right three yeah let's uh, just clump it that way and then we'll do ogs and then we'll do yeah um resurrection and you and mcgregor was awesome no let's not let's, let's awesome. not jump to hyperbole ira let's let's calm down so we start off awesome. with 20th century fox yeah uh, uh but it's like watching. What it's did like you watching. Me? <laughs> I hyperbole. It's more like when in in the land of the blind, the man with the one eye is king. Because it's not that you and Rory did a great job. It's just he did the best job out of the terribleness. Uh, uh, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Ewan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> did so well that I forgot the prequel sucked. And instead, oh, okay. I was on. like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> oh my God, it's him. Also, uh, just to share our nerd cred for today, uh, for this chunk, we watched the theatrical version of episode one yeah. off of a custom DVD. <laughs> Uh, and then just hopped over to Disney Plus for two Clone Wars and three. Uh, I, I completely agree with Mia. I think Ewan McGregor is legitimately wonderful, even in the prequels. Uh, no, yeah, he's no, I'm not great. saying he's terrible. I'm just saying, no, like, I know. But I think he's. It's like he's the hot girl in the group of. Yeah, he is hot. Yeah, he is. Hot. Yeah, he he doesn't finish have much that sentence, Ira. In the group of average-looking women. Yeah, come on, enough misogyny uh. for one second. We're talking about the hottie Tati you and McGregor here. <laughs> I want to see him shirtless. Come <laughs> I mean, again, we're going on hour twenty-seven without sleep. Uh. I mean, but real talk, he does have the best Jedi costume. 
Yeah, for sure. I I think so. Yeah, like if, if it's basically just his robes from episode four. Yeah, it's the robes. It's a it's a great tunic. Yeah, it's whiner, white or brown pants. I believe they're the same color. They're kind of like beige. Yeah, kind of yeah. like khaki. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, I think brown they're actually boots. just dad khakis. Yeah, cargo he, shorts. Yeah, he goes around in a golf polo the entirety of episode two. Don't forget the beard. For some reason, he just keeps going. Anakin, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. And then when he fights, he just like rips the pants and they instantly turn into cargo shorts. Yeah, he unzips them very slowly. <laughs> He's like, wait, and then he just zips. That's what swings his lightsaber like a putter. <laughs> That was good. He's just slicing off toes. Man, it's clear that Obi Wan was cool in Padawan school, but he's got like a little bit of a belly. (laughs) It, it, yeah. His beard. It's a great beard. beard. Um, he's beardless. Episode one. Yeah. uh, He doesn't have much to do in episode one. Uh, He's still a Padawan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Are you offended? That's not. He doesn't have. Give him something to do. Give him something to do. Ewan, Ewan. Ewan. I'm sorry. He did. He checked Anakin's blood from midichlorians. No, that was Qui Gon. (laughs) You genuinely do not know what he did. Qui Gon drew the blood, but then he sent it to Obi Wan for analysis aboard the ship. It's over twenty thousand. Even Master Yoda doesn't have a midichlorian count that high. He sent it to LabCorp. Here's here's the problem with the prequels. Hold on, Mia was going to say something. It's fine. We go. We <laughs> I, you know, I was just going to say, Ewan McGregor, if you're out there, oh if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. Just oh, God, okay. A sincere, no, I'm not going to. Mm, just a sincerely thank you for for creating the prequels. I, I mean, hold on. He, I think you might be. <laughs> I think you might be a little misinformed. Yeah, I think you're vastly overestimating what Ewan McGregor did for these movies. Ewan McGregor created the Star Wars. He's not he John Favreau. He wrote Whoa. it. He produced <laughs> it. He directed. He he was Fox for a bit. <laughs> he was a Fox. I mean, yeah. he was Foxy. I, I don't know. Not about only did he create the Star Wars. He created the star. He launched Carrie Fisher's career. No. Yeah, he just, did. That's just he, not true. He literally and did. You know what happened after the Star Wars? He created the Star Trek. Yeah, that's true. That's actually true. Yeah, he was uh, Captain Pike. So, Ewan McGregor, thank you. All right, because I'm just a small town nerd, and that means a lot. Okay, here's the problem with the prequels. For a story. That's obstinately supposed to be about Anakin Skywalker. There is a lot of not dealing with Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, that's true. We see a lot from like the Trade Federation. Yeah, banking clan, like well, interstellar like politics that is bullshit, and no yeah. one really gives a shit about. Yeah, and not a lot of like human moments that are in the definitely in the four, five, six. Yeah, it would have been great to if the prequels were just kind of about. If you're gonna make prequels about Anakin, like just kind of have him be about his experience, like growing up as a Jedi and training and stuff like that, and how he doesn't like the Jedi and stuff like that. I yeah, think, how I he think that there is one thing that we can all agree on that is really awesome, yes. which is Darth Maul, oh, baby. Darth. Oh yeah! Fucking yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. Holy oh yeah! Shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's, he's got, got two blades. You think he's got one lightsaber? Then he got two, two. lightsabers. 
And then you think that he's just got a uh, red and black face? No, he takes a hood off. Yeah. He got them horns, horns. baby. Guys. <laughs> okay, I will say. <laughs> because of Darth Maul, there is the the best death scene. Oh. One of the top death scenes in cinema. It's great. I yeah, Qui Gon Jinn dying in cinema. Hold on, Aaron. I, I mean, okay. Gonna, remember, I have a top one hundred list, so it, this is not on there. But I do think <laughs> that better than Jack in the Titanic. Yeah. I, yes, one million. Percent. Jack, Jack just falls. Jack's a dumb, dumb. Yeah, yeah. There was plenty so of room on that, like on it, that bourgeois. It, but yeah. it, it just. Uh, I don't, I don't, but there's, bu- there's bourgeois? a lot of there's. It's just a door. Boardwalk? It was just a door, man. You're just making. You're just <laughs> I thought you were just trying to say it was bougie. Yeah, uh, it was, was bougie because no. it's the Titanic. True. Um, but it was. How have they not tried to remake the Titanic? Because it's still the third highest grossing film of all time. No, not yeah. the movie. The sh- like literally just rebuild. The no, I think they have. Yeah, I now, think it so, like lots of cruise ships now. Is I know, but like a oh, faithful recreation online. of yeah. the Titanic. No, there is a recreation of one. I think it's like. Uh, it's take your time. Harvard in uh, New England somewhere, I believe. Never so let go, Aaron. Disney bought out the Titanic. So it's Star Wars canon now. Yeah, now Titanic's a canon. Disney princess. Oh. Jack uh, is actually a distant <laughs> cousin of Anakin. But anyway, I, I think the corridor <laughs> scene with Darth Maul and the guys... The gang. The oh, that boys. was great tension. That's that great tension. Great fight. That might be the only legitimate moment of tension in the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like suspenseful. Like My heart hurts. Don't forget about that scene where like Anakin is staring out the window and then oh, Padme yeah. is staring out the window and then Anakin is staring out the window and then Padme is staring out the window. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Christensen, so that, there's no tension for me when he's... That's a good scene, though. I think it's a good reason, scene, but be, to me, he kills it. I think it. the it's reason that beautiful. the Darth Maul fight has a lot of tension is because no one knows anything about Qui-Gon Jinn. I, I, don't, I, I think the only thing that has tension in that entire fight is whenever they're arbitrarily separated with the force fields. Yeah, I don't think there's any jeopardy of that until... Force field. That thing happens, and then you're just waiting. Well, no, no, because like the, the what gets me to is there's the separation of Jen and Obi Wan. Twenty seven hours. Yeah. But but when there's that separation of of Jen and Obi Wan, you're like, oh, he's he's by himself. I don't really know this guy. Can he do it? Well, and it's also cool to see like, you know, Qui Gon takes a knee. And, yeah, he and meditates. Darth Maul is like, yeah, that was like cool. A cat like prowling back and forth. Yeah, and Obi Wan just like looks fucking freaked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Qui Gon takes a long nap, which yeah, I was kind of surprised by. Strong it was boomer weird energy. That the national anthem started playing right when he. Nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and good bit it, in the middle good of episode bit. one. It just says this concludes our broadcast day, which is so <laughs> weird. Um, but then he meditates. He takes the force field down, and. Uh, it was time for him to split. Unbelievable. Oh, don't hey! Call. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Qui Gon. Oh, no, he just. It was time for him to get Qui Gon oh, to Qui Go. Take it back. Take it back. It was time, it was time for him to, him to, to knee, son. God, make like a Qui Gon and get stabbed in the heart with a lightsaber. <laughs> that, doesn't, I, that doesn't work as well. Hey, Anakin, <laughs> save us from the sequels and just Anna quit. 
Oh, 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 that was good. How is Padme? <laughs> oh, and we see Jabba too for <laughs> the first time. I'm sorry. Yeah. We you, see Jabba. You killed her. Okay, the pod ra- the pod racing is fun. No. The pod racing was fun. No. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't the like this at all. Fun, what the pod racing? No, I like the pod race. Just I were yelling no into <laughs> into the microphone over and over. And over oh, again. you don't like it? I have the headphones. Yeah. I really don't like it. <laughs> Um, I, no, uh, God, we have a lot of movies to cover, and I think we all want to get some some sleep. So let's That's speed true. through these. Let's just skip the okay. prequels. Pod racing was cool. The rest of the movie was not. Uh, Chris Perley is cool Chris as Count cool. Dooku. Can I say I love Obi Wan playing detective in Episode Two? Detective Obi Wan, Dexter the- Jetster. Dexter am Jetster. Am I right? We're missing yeah. Elon Sleesbogian. Or yes. The only <laughs> thing that was good about the prequel <laughs> is the Habo. Hold on. Hutlet. Hutlet. Hold on. Let's explain Elon Sleesbogino first. For yes. people that might not know who Elon Sleesbogino is, Tate. People, I think people know who he is. But yeah. He's essential don't. to the core of the story. Yeah. You probably remember him as the guy who tries to sell Obi-Wan some death sticks in the club on Coruscant. And Obi-Wan has the famous line, you don't want to sell me death sticks. And he's like, I don't want to sell, sell you death sticks. sticks. You want to go rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Yeah. And I, think he's, I think that guy was also in The Matrix. Does he play Mouse in The yeah, Matrix? Yeah, he plays Mouse. Yeah. Is that, is that true? Yeah. No shit. And it's, He did. He went home and rethought his life. And he went into The and Matrix. He went, into the Matrix. He went back in time. Uh, uh, except yeah. The Matrix was in 99. That's what I said. He went back in time. Three years. That. Doesn't track at all. No, no. If you don't think about it, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Matrix could exist in any time. All right, episode four. Uh, well, no, Hold we on. we got to talk. Now we got to talk about the hot whip because uh, oh, yeah, we're on that goddamn thing. Uh, that cute ass thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. Well, what are you talking about? Let's talk about the hot whip. We're on to uh, the Clone Wars movie. We're talking about how um, slugs have sex. Oh no, God. no, skipping that, skipping oh, that okay. completely. No, you Although don't, because it it's so beautiful. Tra- it's, it's, uh, it's nature, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> so beautiful nature. Gorgeous. Okay, but listen. Google slugs having sex, yeah. YouTube. Disney creates some powerful babies, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Star uh, Wars, They got so some thick good. babies. So good. Like, no, okay, but like... These the babies Hutlet. is dummy thick. I'm so- not trying to sexualize babies here. Ira, the Hutlet. Uh, Aaron, what? isolate that piece of dialogue and play that at the beginning of the show. That's our intro. We're not going to have music. I want to take a cutlet out of that Hutlet. No! So it's got a hutlet. You got the baby Yoda. You got the uh, the 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 pro. I I, I just said it before. Porgs. 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 You got um. What else you have? I just I came up with like a the younglings. younglings. You have younglings. younglings. You got the uh the the little Ewoks. god Ewoks. Thank you. You've got so many babies and they're all so cute. And I don't know why it's with a fascination with baby Yoda when there's not a fascination for a hutlet. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, uh, probably because Baby Yoda is dramatically cuter than a hutlet. No, that was pretty good. Take that back. (laughs) (laughs) Take that back right now. You don't don't have to. Okay. (laughs) You're done. (laughs) You need sleep, Mia. (laughs) The hutlet is so cute. The hutlet is cute. I I will give him that. Um, Yes. But they... (laughs) 
who had seen the Clone Wars movie before today? Show of hands and everybody. Yeah, we'll see. Wait. <laughs> no, I, no so I've never seen it. Only person who had seen it was Kenny. So just Kenny. All right. That yeah. tracks. <laughs> sure does. Boy, was it not good. <laughs> It, I, I prefer it to the prequels. It was better than yeah. all the prequels. Uh, because oh, wow. uh, everyone in the prequels is acting at around a 5 out of 10 scale. Sure. Because for some reason, even though I rate my movies uh, on a 5-point scale, I rate my acting on a 10-point scale. Oh, I thought, yeah, okay. I thought you were just saying like general energy level of the actors. Yeah. The reason that the acting is so wooden in the prequels is because George Lucas made them all take a beat between each line of conversation. So it'd be like, how was your day? It was good. Okay, good. Would you like some food? Yes, I would love some food. Also weird that Aaron, the dialogue in the prequels was all just like, how was your day? It was good. Would you like some food? Strange I mean, that's Star Wars legitimate. That was literally <laughs> a scene in the, in the Phantom Menace. That's Wh- fair. <laughs> Which is odd also. Oh, Tate, you have a tattoo. I do. I, wow. I have a Star Wars tattoo. A everybody. Star Wars tattoo. Oh, do you really? I yeah, I didn't Rebel. know that. Logo emblazoned on my skin. not emblazoned, inked. Quick question: Do you have any other tattoos? I have a, a tiny stick and poke one on my other arm. That's just three dots that you can barely see. That my oh, did cool. one night when we were drunk. Cool. It was fun. That's that's sick. So you really you really like Star Wars? Really like Star Wars. Wow. Okay. And that's how he got lead poisoning. <laughs> yeah, it was lead paint. Uh, <laughs> I requested it. So uh, on to episode. Said you don't want it. Episode three. Anything to say about episode three outside of that? Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. I agree with Ira, though. I think that's. I, yeah. I mean, it. It's episode three. Still isn't good. I don't. But it's uh, yeah. the best of the prequels, right? Yeah. To to me. Is episode three the one that has the giant chase scene at the beginning of it? No, that's two. That's yeah. two. God. Well, oh, but three which, does have the space fight kind of chase at yeah. the beginning. Okay, but that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's my cool. my yeah. biggest gripe is I don't like Anakin Christian. I don't like Christensen Christensen oh. specifically the same way I don't like Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes <laughs> from Marvel. Yeah, uh, Bucky's such a vastly superior character. He is, man. but I still don't like. It. It's just a lot of whiny and look. Just I'm just gonna just scowl and complain and just when things don't Ex- go my way. Yes, I got it. He was brainwashed. Cool, big deal. But still, like it's just a lot of look at me. I'm just gonna scowl and I'm mad and I don't like this. You're gonna do what I say because I'm toxic. Captain America is gonna have a a safe word called Bucky and it's just gonna be real like sad and look at me my name's Hayden Christensen with my long hair and people are just gonna be like Aaron Aaron. pull up you've been talking as Hayden Christensen for the past 20 minutes oh I'm sorry I spent 28 hours at this point I'm sorry Uh, for anyone that wants to see the face that he made during (laughs) his Hayden Christensen impression I will be posting that uh, on our social media accounts or sending it to our social media manager Olivia Suarez love you Olivia you're great yeah you're fabulous uh, and you joined us temporarily for uh, the early parts of the marathon, uh, ostensibly this worst part that is known as the prequel trunk. Mia, what what, what were you going to defend? Because you can't defend it, you, but you can try and defend it. I'm curious now. Come on. Uh, I, I was going to try to defend both. And then... Wait, cause, what? Okay, because Bucky Barnes is a much superior character. But on yeah, the, he is. On the other hand, on the other hand, right? On the other hand, you got to ask, like, where do you draw the line on that? Harry Potter, kind of a whiny bitch, right? Yeah, but he's Lil. He's Lil and got glasses. Eighteen, 
Anakin's a little tiny baby boy. Yeah, but he's getting hit on and stuff. They're like, oh, Anakin, how old are you now? Please yeah, tell me not, legal. That's not good. Rem- that's not a good that. they say thing, that. Okay. Aaron. Uh, Aaron, that's not... Uh, I. Yeah, Anakin, you're getting dummy thick. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's just a lot of complaining. And when, when, I don't get things my way, so I'm going <laughs> to kill children. On the other... Okay, yeah. No. I, that's I, how I he talks the whole so movie. here's the thing. I can't defend Anakin, right? I can't. No. But it's just... There are a lot of characters that fall into that specific trope, and the question is, and I probably don't like those either. I probably don't like those either. But I, uh, as as opposed to other characters, which I think the authors might allow them to make character-driven decisions, the probably the biggest flaw of the prequel is that it's completely driven by we know what the end point is, and I think more so than a lot of prequels. Uh, in popular culture, you're trying to hit check boxes so you end up exactly where episode uh, four, uh, i.e. Star Wars, the motion picture. I'm sorry, can I say something really quick? <laughs> I did yeah. not mean to defend Anakin, and I redact all of my previous statements. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, cut out the past 20 minutes. Please cut out the past no, 20 minutes. No, I'm raising it. I hate, <laughs> I hate Anakin. I think... Genocide never called for it. <laughs> Hot take. We don't agree with genocide. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, also, uh, Ian McDiarmid, who plays the Emperor uh, slash Senator Palpatine slash Darth Sidious, really great. Yeah, he's pretty unimpeachable in he, all these movies. Uh, him yeah. and Christopher Lee come out of these movies unscathed. Yeah, and, and then Christopher Lee goes on to uh, become a dentist. Good That's, for him. Yeah, yeah. Real move up from being <laughs> a, the leader of a separatist army to local was that, dentist. Was that the same year as episode two? Damn, no. I don't think we'll ever know, Tate. That's a good point. <laughs> Kenny, you're right. I want to say 2006. <laughs> I want to say it was 2000. No, well, it's just it's lost you know, in the well, ether. I think you're right, actually, because I think I feel like I was 14 when I went to see that or 13. So I, I yeah, I think it, it's just just around the. Cornered me. I'm trying to banter because <laughs> Mia's looking it up. Solo um, is a dumb fucking movie. Okay, because oh, hey, I'm gonna need at least 45 minutes for Rogue One, so uh, we should probably. Oh boy, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, enter into our next chunk. Which hold is on, hold on, I, hold on. Mia's got the very quick. Episode two was released in 2002. Willy Wonka and the Charlie Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yeah, the movie's called Willy Wonka and the Charlie Chocolate Factory. <laughs> 2006? I'm saying 2006. It's 2005. Oh, dang it. I'm uh, so dumb. No, Aaron. Hey, don't talk about my Man, I do not uh, like the narrator in the Tim Burton version of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wasn't it Christopher Lee? Yeah, isn't it Christopher Lee? Yeah, it's Christopher no, Lee. It's Chris, not no, it's not the narrator. It's Christopher Lee. It's Christopher, sure it it's Christopher Lee with a shitty accent. It's, it's He's a dentist. You're being kind of a jerk. I, no, I feel no, that's no, just no. his he's accent. A, he's the dad. He's the dad. He's a very, very troubled dad. That that's not the narrator. No, he was. I, we're not talking about that. No, no, he was the oh, narrator. Oh, it was the narrator. It was the narrator. You're right. It was the narrator. Christopher Lee is the narrator. No, he's not. He's the dentist dad. He's both. Yeah, he's both. Why can't he be both? Why can't he be zaddy and narrator? A lot of actors play Look, multiple I don't, roles I don't know. in films. Cool. Let's speed this up. Yeah, let's go. So, um, uh, the Star Wars story chunk comprising of Rogue One and Solo. Uh, we did Solo first. Oh, yeah, we did Solo because yeah. that's chronological. I what a bad like movie. Solo. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. No. <laughs> It's like not amazing, no. but it's fun. It's filled with catastrophically awful moments for Star Wars. But yeah, but it's also got some great moments. Yeah, that's no. also, that's also true. 
wonderful film. Only problem with it, right? Right? Childish Gambino, good actor, great actor, fantastic actor, landed so Flat. Yeah, I actually liked done. Childish Gambino in this movie. Yeah, those names don't. When I could me, see I what was going on on the screen, which was yeah, never. Yeah, the editing is bad. He tries uh, the, the, too hard to be the other Lando. He's trying well, to too hard to be William December Williams. Yeah, he'll never be William December Williams. It's and it's good because he's Childish Gambino. He doesn't have to be William December Williams. He but, just has to be Childish Gambino, and instead. It it just falls flat. I just I'm not I don't buy it. But it's a it. it's a very iconic. I I could see why it's tough. And granted, he's got all the swagger and charisma and charm that any person could muster. But it's still I mean Billy D. Williams. That's uh, William December Williams. I'm sorry, William December Williams. That's uh, it's Dr. kind of an <laughs> Lord Doctor <laughs> December Williams. That that he's kind of. A hard guy to follow, like, uh, except sure. that you're talking about trying to follow a, form- a performance where someone literally has to mock an archetype. Like uh, Han Solo is an archetype, and someone has to do what Harrison Ford did. Uh, and I think Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo comes out great because yeah. he's yeah. doing his own thing. He's yeah, never trying to ape Harrison Ford. I think there's a couple commonalities that would come along in the performance, but it never feels like he's doing an impression of Harrison Ford. Childish Gambino would be the perfect Lando if he played it like his performative Childish Gambino. He probably got too heady, if we're being real. He got into his own head on this. I could see that, because that's... that's, that's diff- I mean... I haven't seen uh, uh, Mr. Rogers' film, but I could see getting heady about that. Like th- oh, those are sure. iconic people. And I'm saying that as like he he's one of my favorite actors. He's one of my favorite musicians. And I'm just like it was just, it was it. I was like, damn man. But it's 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 odd where Aaron Reich is not doing an impression of Harrison Ford. That there's an actor that is doing an impression of someone that has done this role yeah. previously. It takes yeah. me out every time. Um. I yeah. But uh, yeah, I like solo. It's fine. Yeah, it's fun. It, it's kind of like making a Sunday at home. It's gonna be better yeah. somewhere else. But it, for what I got, it's good. Yeah. I, I like that train heist scene though. Yeah, that sure is fun. Yeah, yeah. Train heists are cool. I mean, we they shouldn't go on whenever you could see it. Train heist. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That yeah. Train goes sideways and everything. Well, the, the the problem I have with solo is that you don't need to see his origin story. Nope. Definitely not. You don't. Never. But for what we were given, I think it's a good movie. If this was a space adventure film about a guy named Kevin, it would be great. Guys, you know, we'd be like, oh, update. cool, this is good diet Star Wars. I have a quick and I just real quick update. Yeah. We were all wrong. Ira was right. Christopher Lee is not the narrator of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Thank Why'd you. Why'd you have to bring that up? It's a man named Jeffrey Holder. Uh, Tate, it's called Willy Wonka and the Charlie Chocolate Factory. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, Rogue One. Talking about Rogue One. Rogue One's so good, so good, so good, so good, good. <laughs> All right, that's Rogue One. Uh, it's on. super slow in the beginning, but the second act, the second and third act are so good. So here's where it gets me, right? And I, you know, I'm trying to air about it, and like I think we're coming from the same place. That's I have, I have uncles that have a Cassian's accent, and it's like seeing a Mexican in space. Oh my god. I don't even care about the plot. I don't even care about it. It's yeah. there. He's real and it's tangible and it 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 
it's it's a landmark movie for us Mexicans. Yeah, and especially for a guy who, quote unquote, doesn't look Mexican, it's a big deal. Or look Spanish, or look Hispanic, it's a big deal. And like, <clears throat> I'll admit, I'll, Mia, I'm gonna come clean for us. We were in the car, and we were like, maybe it's our biases. <laughs> it might be our biases. It might be our biases. I I understand. It's not end-all, be-all Star Wars. I understand it's not prime cut, but it is my, probably my favorite Star Wars film due to the fact that Diego Luna comes in, and when he starts speaking, I'm like, oh, my God. You, you, I, I, you're, a, you're a cobblestone of, of, of beautiful languages coming together, and, I, and thank you. Like, I cried. Yeah, I, I literally I, started sobbing in the theater. I genuinely welled up because I went to school for radio and television, and I grew up in South Texas. My my parents are Mexican. My grandparents raised me. Spanish was my first language, so I had an accent, and so they teach you to get rid of it. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. because you're 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 not going to be as hireable. Um, but funny oh. thing is, I'm hireable for both because I've done Spanish. Uh, radio commercials where you know I'm talking like this the whole way, but then I'm like more flexible rates than a flour tortilla. Palos que saben, <laughs> and it, it's because I can dip both ways that I, I probably got lucky for that. But can they, you do they it shame watch in English and Spanish. Uh, bienvenidos a shame watch. My name is Aaron Salinas. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, and it's it's something that you're taught to get rid of and, and be ashamed and. And, you know, my dad was made fun of for, for speaking Spanish in mm-hmm, school. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and he was made fun of for having his tortillas at lunch. I mean, I was literally not taught Spanish by my yeah. father because he 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 was a taught fear. it was frowned upon. Yeah, and it was like out of fear. And, yeah, our culture is like I was separated from my own culture because of American racism. So to see that, like, come back and, like, to see a superhero that, like, is our culture is beautiful it's just beautiful yeah, yeah. And we I guess there's no other massive pop culture things marvel doesn't have anyone that's just outright spanish yeah and we don't that we don't talk about like yeah. uh miguel from ant-man mm-hmm. he's yeah. the spanish quick funny guy yeah yeah you he's like the cholo the stereotypes yeah. He's the children of the neighborhood that you're going to get like, in trouble with. There's a Latin lover, you know, like it's like, yeah. God, so God. in the DC extended universe movies, there's El Diablo in Suicide oh, Squad. Uh, but who, he's the cholo. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the prison rat oh, cholo. Most definitely, he's not he's great. Covered in tattoos, and then when, and then when he like takes his final form, he's a Mayan god. Yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa, really? I, yeah. I get it now because in Rogue One, Cassian Andor is just a guy. He could have yeah. been anyone. But it's Diego Luna specifically. Like when you hear his voice, you're like, oh, they're going to put him in a sombrero and they're going to have him bring out tacos and nachos. Yeah, like there's going to be something. And then it's just, no, he's just a character. And it's not, yeah, it's just like there's not a lot in lover. Like he's just, he's a character. He's a guy. He's a friend. And we don't talk about it. And he's a person. That's what's so cool. Yeah. We get someone who's a person. Uh, Where is Oscar Isaac from? I believe, yeah, we talk about, believe he's Brazilian. But uh, also, he does not sound. He, he, he does not have, have a Brazilian accent. accent. He's, he's exotic, uh, is what I, I think they would de- de- yeah, de- define yeah, him. Would, he he is, is uh, the term that you used before is white passing? Yeah, white pa- He's Yeah, he's um, uh, racially ambiguous. Yeah. So, like, with me, I could get white guy, and then I can I talk, and then they'd be like, oh, we could cast him for Spanish, too. Yeah. We, could, we could cast him for, you know, taco truck owner number one. 
Like Oscar Isaac often gets cast as various yeah. nationalities. Like because he he's very ambiguous. He yeah. could play white male. He could play yeah. Spanish. He could play. I mean, Italian. Italian. Yeah, he's he's got a lot going on. And yeah, Egyptian X wing pilot. <laughs> uh, uh, one hell of a uh, a pilot. A pilot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and going into it, he's a hero. Uh, Diego Luna. Diego Luna is a hero. That we don't get that. No, we get villains. We get villains. Yeah, we we're we're the type that are gonna leave your car on on cinder blocks and get your dog pregnant. Or that like, like stupid like, side character that's like just there to like damn. pump up the white protag. Yeah, like and we don't and get the protag ever. We never a, get the protag. He's a gray hero. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, but he's he's but, like he's lawful good. That honestly yeah. makes me like him more because it's like that's a person and he's on the good side like it's and he's trying to argue for not trying to for not trying to do this and then he kind of convinces himself like no we have to do that scene in the um that scene in the transport where him and uh, jen urso were talking and he's like well welcome to the rebellion some people have been here for years was just like damn that's a really good point that's awesome scene it it's fantastic I, I that's that's why I love Rogue One and also Bodhi's very cute. <laughs> um, the yeah, pilot, he's the pilot. Oh shoot! Also, uh, uh, Donnie Yen and the gentleman who oh. plays Shirt oh, God. as so well. I hadn't so thought shiny. about it, but they they both also have their accents. They're coded as yeah. just themselves, and they yeah. could have been literally yeah anyone. But it's which them. If there's any Rogue One, really does that right because if there's any movie universe that we should be seeing way more of that and it should be the star wars universe, oh hell yeah right? because... as opposed to the awful offensive stereotyping in episode one yeah well, <laughs> Jesus. uh rogue <laughs> one it, they it could have cast any nationality and instead i hadn't really thought about this guys thank you yeah. we also get a woman yeah. who has her own ambitions and doesn't end up like kissing someone at the end of the movie you know it's like it's just she's she's a woman right and it's like that's that's a, that's a woman character like that's not a woman who's just there to be driven like to just drive male characters that's 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 a character within herself so like rogue one for like diversity purposes and for like representation purposes nails it fucking nails it in a way that i just i just haven't seen before yeah Tate, you were you're saying something i think uh, I think I was just gonna say that yeah that that's it's totally true and like I think this is the first time I've seen Rogue One in a while and in my memory I guess I wasn't really thinking about that stuff I was just thinking about like whatever the Star Wars stories are whatever yeah, yeah. Um, but like kind of keeping that in mind this go around like and not even just that but just as a movie like Rogue One really like rose in my esteem this this go around so mm-hmm. I I like it way more now than I did going into it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I could touch on two points on it, um, you can. But thank you. Um, going on to Donnie Yen's character, what I love about that is we learn about the spirituality of yeah. of the Jedi, and I am one with the Force. The Force is with me. I I genuinely love when he walks out to the button and he's just chanting that because, like, I do meditation, and all that yeah. is is just you know speaking to yourself as calmly as you can to try and get you know out of your head yeah and to see him do like that's just it's it's beautiful 
it's moving and i i still watch i just watch that portion on youtube every now and then I, just because i really love it i yeah. think it's a cool moment i don't like those characters because it feels to me like an invention by the writers and the filmmakers of going we need to get the force in here yeah but uh but we jedi. can't we can't have jedis yeah uh, let's invent these other things, as opposed to what happens later on in the franchise, which takes the force into other interesting directions that feel yeah. less like inventions to check boxes, yeah. and more this is how we can play with these ideas thematically. I agree with, I, that. but also I it's disagree a <laughs> because it's really nice to. I agree more with Aaron. It's really nice to see like a character who interacts with the force. That you don't really know if he's ever actually interacting with the force or if he's just being really lucky. Mm. Yeah. Like, like because people to it, it's a faith based thing. Yeah. You don't like know people if... inter pray to to get all like super religious. People like pray to God and all this other shit in our reality, but you don't know that any of that actually works. You know? It's just like it's like doing it's yoga and thinking and saying namaste. Yeah, it, it's, it's almost like uh, force appreciation. Uh, yeah, but we know the force works, though. Yeah, but like it's like when you give yourself the sign of the cross when you leave the house just to protect you. It, it's like, and I'm not trying to shame. Like, like I was grew up Catholic, but I'm not trying to religious shame. But you don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like it just feels. Yeah, it's, it just it's feels based. good. Yeah. yeah. Um. I also just really like the end of Rogue One. I just really it like is a it. super it's a satisfying ending. Uh, yeah, I I think the film is a little bit bland until the last forty minutes, and then it just it nails it from there on out. Yeah. Uh, also, Ben Mendelsohn is great as Krennic. He's great. Darth yeah, Vader awesome. sequence at the end. Darth Vader sequence at the uh, end. I don't care for it. I, it <sighs> okay, hold on. It, I I think it, it's cool on a visceral level, but it doesn't serve the story. But it's cool on a visceral level, and honestly, that's all I care about. Because I was like, yeah. I was sobbing in the theater, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to walk out of the theater like this. And then, boom, 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 boom. It's Darth Vader. And I'm like, what? And then I stopped sobbing, and then I left the theater being like, yeah, Darth Vader. How are you not a YouTube film critic? Yo, he's your boy Mia reviewing marriage story. Blah, 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 blah. Adam Driver's all like, fuck you. And Scarlett Johansson's like, I'm actually playing white for once. No, oh, she's not a middle aged 40 year old Latino? Yaw. I, I, I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. Episode four. Wait, one last thing about. One last thing about. Uh, Rogue One. I I just want to say this: the, the, when it came out, I think is the most important. Came out 2017, 2016. We just uh, put into power exactly. We just put into power our uh, uh, warlord, and um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it, and it, I rem- I distinctly remember like my dad would call me and say like, "Hey, you know, we have family that they're you know concerned, so you know, try not to call them. They do think they might be leaving, unfortunately." Yeah. And so, like, when you're getting that, you're like, we don't look good. We're just we're just rapists. Right. right. And it came out at a very important time. Oh my god! And it it really did. Dude, and, I, and have I know my I'm own harping. Story about that. I'm yeah. harping on it, but like, no, it, that matters. It, I hadn't it, even it thought about so it. It really came at a time when you're like, we're, we're the bad guys. We just have to accept this. Accept these four years. We're the bad guys. But damn, Diego Luna came out, and I was like, I finally I felt like a hero for represent. once. Represent. Yeah. Like, and and it just made it made you, your heart feel good. 
and we have a beautiful story with a woman and they don't kiss at the end no and it's just platonic and wonderful it's platonic and it's and we learn about the spirituality of that and that's like when i started going to therapy too so i'm learning about being with the universe like being in the moment and it it's a feng shui of a fucking movie so if i were to if can i just jump off of that for a second yeah and i didn't want to i don't want to get too personal myself but 2016 was a very rough year as well because i actually i saw the movie with my brother and this was like three months after he was the victim of police brutality and he's he's a dark-skinned mexican man and we just felt at the world's end like we were just like we're done like we're done here and just seeing him and just being like, oh, we're not done here. There's more. There's more to fight for. Matters so much more than I could ever put in the words. What me and me are so saying is... And I'm sorry, I'm really sleep You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Me and I are saying, hug a Latin person. Hug, <laughs> hug a Latin person today. Thank you. <laughs> hug a Latin person today. Yeah, if you're a white person, go up to just any Latin person. Also, Don't. just assume that they are Latin. Yeah. You can just, yeah. Uh, raise your arms real high <laughs> and just start running at them. <laughs> just hug them. Just hug them. <laughs> just yell, hug. <laughs> So sorry, guys. I'm so asleep. No, you're fine. to apologize. For. So, all right, episode quattro. <laughs> no, this is just called Star Wars. Yeah, this is Star Wars the motion picture yeah. because the versions that we watched are the despecialized editions uh, that you can find uh, online. Yeah, yeah. And this the, is where it kind of clicked for me. This is why George uh, Lucas is the luckiest man in film. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. We watched the original. Thank you for sharing, Mia. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah, don't be. For, you don't need to. You felt. It's all right. Yeah. Thank you for your apology. I feel like it is unneeded, but you I didn't accept it. at this. I don't know if it was real. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, we can all agree. Uh, original trilogy, just nothing to talk about. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, we watched the original unaltered trilogy, uh, all the way that they were seen originally in the theaters. So much better. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No added CG. This is this uh, in high definition. I think it's uh, 720p. So Disney has Disney Plus has the altered, correct? Uh, yes. They yeah. have 4K masters altered. of the... It, it's another version of the special editions. There's multiple versions of the special right. edition. Uh, and this, uh, from what I understand, is the last thing that George Lucas did, and and there he won't be doing any more alterations because yeah. Disney just owns it. So now George Lucas did McClunky. Yeah, uh, he had these 4K scans made a long time ago. So he, uh, he just did it, that one just to fuck with us, right? Probably. Yeah, uh, it would be fascinating to figure out why the heck. All these things sure. happen. Uh, so you have we, to buy another edition. <laughs> Except you subscribe that, to Disney Plus. Yeah, people are not going to buy Star Wars on Blu-ray ever yeah. again. Uh, they're just going to log into Disney Plus, uh, which is a shame uh, because one of the charms about being a Star Wars fan is trying to catalog all the different versions, <laughs> and it's super frustrating. It can get expensive, and I've got several different versions of so many of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. But at the same time. There is a charm to having to dig aggressively to try and get the original unaltered versions in the highest quality possible. It's fun to dig for the theatrical cut of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Uh, it's it's hard to get those things, and it feels like a reward to 
get them. It's mm. it's hard work, and I. It's a fun treasure hunt. Yeah, it genuinely is, and and I I see that it it's something that it's something that you take pride like. I'm not gonna lie, being a, a film person is very weird. You take pride in the weirdest things, sure. and you know, like this is a weird pride moment. I think we're all gonna have for a while. Um, yeah. But like you said, trying to find and dig that. Yeah, it, I, you know what? Here out, I declare it Pride Month. Pride Month. <laughs> uh, it's Pride Month for us here at Shane Watch. No, we're Kenny, really no, proud no, of no, just no, watching, no, 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 having Kenny. sat down and watched all the Star Wars movie. Kenny. I'm out here. I'm out saying Kenny, it. Living your truth. I'm proud. Kenny, you're going on the no. Kenny, what? Kenny, no, no. There's already a Pride Month. Uh, not, not, for, not for Star Wars fans. Hey, I'm out and proud. No, nope. Kenny. Star Wars. Kenny, you're 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 crawling deep into a space right now that you probably don't want to be. You should well, probably crawl out. Well, then lock me up in a Sarlacc pit because I'm out, baby. No, 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 no. Guys, it, it's 10.30. Yeah, let's stop doing bits and let's yeah, speed yeah. through this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyways. They're yeah, great. Uh, Aaron's point, George Lucas was a very lucky man because uh, he just happened to be in the right place at the right t- time and had the right amount of skills and was surrounded with the right amount of people and had just the right amount of knowledge at that certain time because he never creatively recaptures this magic in this auteurist way with the 77 Star Wars. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, THX 1138 is its own thing. American Graffiti is this wonderful warm movie that yeah. he never makes again. Yeah. And then his life just becomes subsumed with Star Wars by, by his own design. Yeah. He could have done other things, I'm certain. Um, and we do want to say he's not the greatest guy, by the way. No, he's really not. He's I not I think it's funny, like watching the Star Wars trilogy, and they're like, "What Luke and Leia, our brother and sister, have, that's such a like a weird thing to plan, right?" And then it's not planned. Like that's not something that they knew yeah. before. And that's so funny. That's which, so funny. which is a frustrating criticism uh, for the sequel trilogy. Is one of the frequent criticisms that I see is how dare they not plan this out in advance. Lucas didn't have this stuff planned out in advance. Marvel didn't have their trajectory planned out in advance. They had a loose outline, and they adjusted stuff constantly. I I don't think that Marvel had it in the cards that they were going to completely fire Edgar Wright off of Ant-Man and then have to scramble to find a new director and completely rewrite a script in two months. It's literally the equivalent of your dad going to a junkyard, uh, just getting this car, and he's like, hey, I don't really know how to do it, but uh, I'll try. And then he ends up making this banging El Camino. Or this banging Cadillac DeVille. Yeah. And like just making bukus of money off of it. And he's just like, I don't know what I did. Things just kept <laughs> happening. Because George Lucas is not daddy, but he's like a dad. He's He just kept making stuff. He was like, oh, this will work. The original 77 Star Wars is filled. It's such, it's such a ramp up in terms of energy. Because it starts, for, for our modern sensibility, it starts fairly slow. And then the energy just keeps ramping up. And then it keeps ramping up. And keeps ramping up until that final Death Star chase. Which is just popping by a lightning fast fiend. I get tense every time. Which is, I don't, that shouldn't happen. Because this is a movie that I literally don't remember ever watching for the first time. It's become so much of my psyche. And I, for some reason, I still get tense every time and yeah. i'm like maybe he doesn't this time which is absurd but th- that's how it, it's just really solid filmmaking i love luke yeah. thank you i like episode four because it's a very small story told but, in a very large way yeah very expansive it's it's like 
the whole the whole story is like go save the princess for like the first two thirds in the movie is like go save this princess and that's all the plot is yeah yeah and then after that it's like well let's blow up the thing that she was captured in and yeah. then that's the end of the film yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you're not wrong empire it's a good movie empire's pretty good empire's yeah empire it's where he's lucky he kept going and going yeah. well that, that's yeah. not even Urban that's not even lucas thing. that's lucas going i directing's really hard yeah i want someone I else to direct it yeah but it, like but it's just bouncing off his trampoline well, and also, uh, this movie was not very well received at the time. No, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It was kind of a flop. It performed fairly well commercially, but kind of under expectations. Is, is Star Wars a cult classic? No. no. Okay. No, no, no. I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. it, whenever this movie came out in 77, it became the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah. I do, I, I do want to address, because I feel like I don't hear it talked about enough. They're really just... Dis- disturbing scene between Han and Leia in Empire mm-hmm. where he essentially assaults her and she's saying no stop don't and he's like don't do what and he kisses her anyway mm-hmm. I think it's upsetting Harrison Ford is in multiple scenes like that over yeah, sure. his movies and I just starting to feel like that was 70s culture it, if it means anything and I don't want to defend that but additionally Carrie Fisher did uncredited rewrites on the screenplay to juice things up so I figure that she had a hand in how those scenes specifically sounded right yeah yeah it I still don't like the depiction. (laughs) Episode seven, six, episode six. I like it. It's got. It's it's one of my favorite endings. Yeah, I like it. I don't got much to say on that. I oh god! I oh my god! I like this the most of the Star Wars movies. Whenever I was a kid, every time I see a spaceship, I'm like, what? Often. Yeah, it's so good though. I, uh, which made for a long viewing experience because every time she saw a spaceship, she was like, "What? <laughs> what? Like, Mia, you've been what? watching Star Wars movies for the past twelve hours." I oh my god! <laughs> what? Oh, Death Star. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. I do think the moment where Luke throws away his lightsaber at the end of Jedi is like one of the more powerful moments in mm-hmm. any Star Wars movie. It's great. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Return of the Jedi is great. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, a good, it's a good movie. It's not better than Star Wars or Empire, but also uh, it, it just feels like a good capper. What is? Am I right? Yeah. I mean, I have my opinions on that. Oh, we'll oh we're going to have so much fun. Oh, we, let's speed it up. Coming up right now. Let's do it. Oh my Episode God. seven. Yeah, we're on the sequel trilogies right now, which we watched off of Disney Plus and Netflix, oh, yes. respectively. Oh, yes. <laughs> Force Awakens, uh, Tate's favorite movie. Wait, really? <laughs> the Force Awakens is my favorite one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Can you expand Which, on that? Like, I mean, I'm just genuinely. Yeah. Like, no, I just um, I had such a like kind of visceral reaction to when I first saw it. Um, it felt so. It was the first Star Wars movie that came out uh, when I was an adult, and okay, it like seeing it totally made me feel like the first time I saw Star Wars, like when I was four again. It like okay. just gave me that, that, that rush. yeah, that rush and that like fun ride, and it still gives me that every time I watch it. And I like my Star Wars movies to be fun. I'm gonna piggyback off of what Tate said. Is I really liked the Force Awakens when it came out. I saw it like four or five times in the theater, which oh, I yeah. 
<laughs> extremely rarely do. I saw it three times in the theater. Once because I was crying through all of it and I couldn't figure out what the plot was because every damn time that Poe or any of them were on screen, I was like, wow. <laughs> My God. Which also made for a long viewing experience <laughs> because she was doing that with the spaceships and Poe and Fit. I So I'm going to ask, and I could be wrong. Do um, it. Disney does not allow for characters who are gay. Okay. Due to the okay, China thing. but there is some subtext. I, I I guarantee you. I guarantee you that there was no intention of people shipping. So gay. They're so men. gay. They're so gay. Yeah. They're so gay. Because I because my thing is like you you can tell there there's chemistry there's there's something that worked it it's like yeah I mean okay cool bros but to a point you're like yeah. I kind of want to see this happen. I sure don't think it was their intention to have them be like a relationship, but it is undeniable when you watch the movie that yeah, yeah that the chemistry is oh, there, okay. and like it it's it would just it would be nice. It wasn't a ship. It was just no. no this just seems natural in the film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and I think. And if I'm not mistaken, China's like, nope, we're not having that. So it's not going to happen. Yeah, and they're worried most about the Chinese market at yeah. this point in time, which makes sense. Because I mean, we, that's like at least a third of the chunk just there, right? Oh, m- more movie theaters make or uh, studios make most of their money from international. So now. here's that's the why thing: Man was so successful. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, monster monster type things launching off of that also star wars is not popular internationally as well Mm. when i first watched this movie i thought jj abrams was probably gonna do a much more bang-up job than ryan johnson could ever pull off and re-watching this i'm like oh no, J.J. Abrams just knows how to make things look really, really cool. Like the snow scene. <laughs> Guys, why didn't that happen sooner? Oh, my God. Yeah, Hoth. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Pronounced Hoth. Hoth, right. Uh, yeah, yep. Boats and hoes. Like Boats and hoes. <laughs> Although they didn't have a lightsaber fight in the snow, which is, I know, the thing that you're referring to specifically. Um, that should have happened way before episode seven. Because, like, if you think about it, there's only so many terrains where fighting can look cool <laughs> and the snow is always one of them yeah right what's next underwater you know i'm just saying right you know anyway uh, there's love a it. Uh, really great uh lightsaber fight in the 2d clone wars which is happening on yavin 4 in the rain and every raindrop uh creates steam off of the lightsaber it's really cool see i want more of that sure and less sand fights uh, I, yeah, I don't really like sand fights. They're coarse and rough and irritating and gets the same. Like I liked The Force Awakens when I saw it in the theater, but now I'm not that huge of a fan of it. Could it be because they're really sleep deprived? No, it's because oh. every time they did like a fan service thing, a fan service thing, I just kind of rolled my eyes at it. And J.J. Abrams did that a lot. Which that I, yeah, I think fair. that works for an audience that is craving to see all of these original Star oh, Wars yeah. things for the first time since 1983. Oh yeah! But now that this exists, where all you have to do is just click right on Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
it's it's going to seem odd because those metatextual things are no they're, they're payoffs for the audience of 2015 and not necessarily the person that's like oh cool well i finished return of the jedi time to watch the next one yeah yeah like the scene where bb-8 goes down into the basement or whatever and pulls the cloth off of of r2d2 well, and i was just like dumb. that's just a dumb <laughs> scene yeah that was just fan fodder i mean there's for sure a lot of dumb stuff in force awakens and like it's a flawed movie for sure i, I love I the still f- love it i love the first 25 minutes of that movie except yeah. for the introduction of finn i think that's clunky really yeah we the, uh, in the village when he first like gets the blood on his helmet or like yeah because i i need to know what his life was like before as opposed to just meeting him in a state of transition we yeah. don't get a sense of who his life what it, what his life is beforehand so when a, he makes that giant life change there there's no sense of progress ah uh, yes the life change uh he makes a really big decision by leaving a life of being an enslaved stormtrooper yeah uh but we don't we we get a sense of it uh i think john boyega carries it through just yeah. because he's so great he is and i do think that that t- lends to the character of finn being a little sloppy like it, yeah. in the writing like not ever being fully like okay he doesn't really seem tortured um seems like he's having a pretty good time most of the time yeah and except for the like when he is lying about being in the resistance which is ultimately pointless for him to do yeah so definitely agree with that uh also love adam driver oh yeah it's ren i'm just saying i'm just saying the lining when they had him take off his mask it's great i was like what where's his photo shoot you know it's shocking episode eight it's so good episode Episode eight eight. episode Episode eight eight. it's cool Uh, best movie. So best movie. Best movie. Best movie. I don't care for it. Sure. I will say that when I first saw The Last Jedi, I did not like it. And then I Same. I listened to Kenny's reason why it's the best Star Wars movie. And I agree with him one hundred percent. You have a lot of compelling reasons why it's a very good Star Wars movie. Thank you. And I think that they're all really valid, and I totally see all the things that just like, yeah, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. I, I can't argue with that yeah. because it's also, it's, it, it's a, it's not an entirely successful execution, but I see the intent to follow Poe on his journey of being told that he's wrong. Yeah. It's weird that you're watching this guy that you love that was so charming in the last movie and just such a, what seems like such a Dudley Do Right character. And then Ryan Johnson extrapolates that by going, but actually that Dudley Do-Rightness was cockiness. Yeah. And he needs to be shown how to demonstrate how to survive. Yeah. Not how to win. Yeah. Because that's that's where we are. That's, a, that's an odd arc that also we don't see that often in mainstream uh, shared pop culture. For sure. Uh, there's no Marvel superhero that's going, cool, cool Captain America, you need to lose. Uh, and it, it, it feels anticlimactic because uh, American audiences want all of our characters to win and never to run away. Mm-hmm. And Last Jedi is all about, uh, look, there, the fight is coming, no doubt, but this is not the day. Which is such a... It's such a weird lesson, and I yeah. especially, it's it's such an odd lesson now that both 
and Mia has some great criticisms for it. I love that message because it's so exhausting living today. But the fight is coming. Uh, and some, there, there's something out there that's telling us you don't have to expend all of your effort on this thing. Uh, let's work together and figure out where, where it's going to be. So, yeah. So before today, uh, when we watched it, I had uh, I had a lot of criticisms politically of it because I felt like it was telling us to retreat at a time that I did not want to retreat. Um, watching it now, I feel like it's a completely different perspective. I feel like it, what it is doing is saying, well, come on, guys. There's something bigger than this. There's something deeper than what we've been seeing for the last... <laughs> 10 movies um and i think just like getting to explore other sides of what the star wars universe actually is is incredible as well as i realized yeah, the the fact that you're able uh, you uh, i i can't argue with tate by going it just doesn't click for me because that's that's the best reason to not like a movie yeah right yeah. Uh, because you're like, I see what you're saying. Just doesn't work. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and also, you should attack anyone because they're like, oh, I just don't yeah. like it. Yeah. That's that's dumb. Uh, and you're dumb, and you should feel bad. Uh, I love you, Tate. I like the Last Jedi because it's a deconstruction of the Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yes. Because exactly. it's like the the rogue is not lovable. And he's not a good guy. Like he sells them out for money and he doesn't like turn around and it backstab the empire he's like all right cool later as opposed to every smuggling rogue or bounty hunter they all secretly have hearts of gold i was i was gonna quickly say um instead of like retreating it, uh what you said about it actually being a regrouping really uh it it made me realize just how great The Last Jedi actually is. And Ryan Johnson talking about this during the movie, Ryan Johnson takes great pains to depict the leadership as all female as well. Yeah, that is an interesting conscious decision. That's uh, pretty cool. And with with that, there's I don't just different leadership styles. Yeah. Uh, that at least within this context, I'm yeah. certain that there are women out there uh, that would lead into this in, in in a manner that would be more aligned with Poe Dameron of trying to uh, destroy and win, and we can we can win this for symbolic reasons. Yeah. We can tear down a dreadnought. Yeah. Um, I also like it because you don't. I mean, obstinately, you the character, you the audience are following Poe's story in this film from that from that storyline. But he's not the most important character. Like you said, he's not the most important, important character. Like, in most all other Star Wars films, you're like, this is the plan. This is what we got to do. We got to put the... We got to put the bomb in the tube. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and make the big... Make the big thing... Make the thing go big boom. And in this one, he's like, what's the plan? What's the plan? And everyone's just like... He's Follow your, do your fucking job. You don't need to know. Yeah, you're not the guy right now. And uh, I mean, that's personified so well with Ray's arc in this movie because she's not the person, but she's been given the gift. So she's got to go do what she thinks is the right thing and figure out how to how to live her own truth. Mm-hmm. Plot aside. I like the colors. <laughs> it's a very good looking movie. Yeah, oh, they fight in a big gorgeous. red room. 
Yeah, yeah. that fight scene's yeah. awesome. That whole scene's awesome. It ain't no hero. Okay, if you want to talk about colors with fighting, it ain't no hero. I like the movie. It's fun. It's good. I do think it is top five, probably. Um, not a huge fan of Adam Driver. Um, again, probably because he kind of looks like Bucky Barnes. Um, but it's uh, and he what he you kinda, know he's got one arm. He's got one arm. He's whining a lot. Not a huge fan of that. Uh, and his fighting is awful. No joke. No joke. Uh, when you guys see the holiday special, you'll realize that Adam Driver looks like the real life version of the cartoon version of Han Solo. Yes, from the yeah, he special, does. Which yeah. is weird it that it's is weird weird but it's one-to-one and that yeah, is you're so right wild yeah I, I feel like they do take a lot of key things that that work and then sometimes like i'm just like oh, i'm not feeling it right now yeah. but then they try and bring me back in and i'm like okay all right yeah i'm yeah. cool with it do you think it is top five no might not be in my wheelhouse of like my my you know end all be all of it yeah but i do think it is a good film i think it is fun i think it is f- just drive. I'm not a huge fan of driver, and that could be that's my own faults. But yeah, sure. Uh, Entirely fair. I would just like to say the lighting whenever his face is on screen, really you, good. You are obsessed with just even lighting, where you can see every part of a person's it's face. So gorgeous. Mia specifically wanted to be awake for when shirtless Kylo Ren. Oh, was. that's right. It's like ben it's Swallow. it's not even a sexual or like attraction thing. It's like it's like. Wow, like you really captured what a silhouette of a half-naked Dark Lord would look like. It's also just nice to talk about a Star Wars film and not... Oh, I'm sorry, Aaron. It's also nice to just talk about a Star Wars film and you're not just going cool it's like empire you can actually have a conversation about going oh what is it saying about the state of the world it's great which is it's it's novel yeah and i think that's what i just don't think that's going to carry over with rise of skywalker what do we think is going to happen in rise of skywalker and then then let's call it because we're all exhausted is is jj abrams the director again he's coming back who wrote it whatever have fun uh it was jj abrams and chris terrio uh, with uh, original screenwriting credit by Derek Connolly and Colin Trevorrow, uh, who worked on Jurassic World. Which was not good. Oh, yeah, oh great. Not so it's going to be like a well, theme parky bullshit. No, that, 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 that credit is Star Wars purely the theme for... Great, actually. The, the script was completely rewritten because Trevorrow and Lucasfilm had a parting of ways, yeah. uh, even though I'm pretty sure Lucasfilm just fired Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. Uh, and then they brought in J.J. Abrams because Lucasfilm has had... Uh, my, my theory is that Lucasfilm has had so much turnover that they needed to have a filmmaker come back to show that we're a stable company. Mm. Uh, so they they brought J.J. back. And additionally, even though we all in this room, I think, love Last Jedi or at least understand why people might like Last Jedi, sure. uh, the reaction has been so uh, vehement. Uh, yeah. that they are probably doing exactly what they did with Return of the Jedi yeah. and going back to something that is safer because The Force Awakens seemed to unanimously just be loved right. across the board at the time of the release. Yeah, true. I'm uh, excited for the movie, but that's it. Cool. Uh, so yeah, what do we think is going to happen in Rise of Skywalker? Real uh, quick. Uh, one, one prediction. Let's just go around okay. make one okay. prediction for Rise of Skywalker. Palpatine in a spider chair. That's what I want to see. Sure. 
Oh, um, uh, Ray and Kylo fall in love you. and you. like you. have babies you. together. You go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, the chemistry is there, people. No, I don't want it to be there. I think we're probably gonna no i don't know i i want to say that we're gonna find out whose raised parents are but if we don't it's definitely gonna be addressed one more time um and more than that uh that little kid from the end something's gonna happen i think i don't know i don't know i'm bad with predictions i'm gonna think uh palpatine and i think we are gonna address the uh the parents again um i do think there is a slight chance that we could see some uh jabba uh we could see some hut sex uh yeah it's looking good uh i think the millennium falco will probably be destroyed the millennium falco okay yeah the millennium falco that's what it's called yeah the millennium falco oh jar jar comes back yeah i think jar jar is gonna be the millennium ed falco uh that's it let's go home y'all yeah uh and wrap us up baby break all right, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this. This was tons of fun. We can only, you know, continue to thank you so much. Um, that's been our episode of Shame Watch. Seriously, um, Shame Watch Nights. Thank you to Denise Hudson for a rockin' theme song and to James Garcia for our artwork. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. You got a suggestion, questions, comments, Tom Foolery? You want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at ShameWatchPod so we can interact with you and give you that that parasocial satisfaction that you crave. Finally, you can contribute to the Patreon at patreon.com slash shamewatch. It does not cost... does cost money to put on a superb, superb content like this pod, so even a $1 donation can make a huge difference. Until next time, our watch has ended. Dive at your own risk. In three minutes, we will